Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to episode two of The Crit Show. I'm Tass. Uh, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to give you a heads up on our social media. Uh, you can now find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash The Crit Show, on Twitter at The Crit Show, and on Instagram, you guessed it, at The Crit Show. Uh, find us, give us a follow, give us a like, and you can keep up on all the latest info on the podcast, see some behind-the-scenes photos, ask us questions, or just, uh, you know, heckle us in general. Uh, as always, you can email us at thecritshowpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, that's enough for me, guys. Enjoy the shenanigans. Welcome to The Crit Show. This is Rev. I am your GM or your keeper, and around the table we have... I'm Tass. I'm playing The Professional. I'm Jake, and I play The Divine. And I'm Teej, and I play The Mundane. Hey, Rev. Yeah. Uh, so I've been thinking, I have a question for you. Mm. Um, what happens if one of us dies? Oh, we have a, a waiting list of people who want to be on the show. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I just don't, I just don't get to be on anymore. Well, it's, it's been real. It's Goodbye, like a rotating everybody. seat. Nice. Yeah, it's okay, like a, like a special. I suppose guest. that's fair. No, no, no. Um, it's no, there somewhat... is a mechanic in the game, um, and I've actually been thinking about this because that's kind of one of the dangers of you guys playing yourselves. Is how do you not play yourselves if you were to die? So there is a game mechanic that is essentially resurrection. So I think what we have to do is that if one of you dies. You, well, whoever is left alive has to go off on a mission and a adventure. Yeah, to get whatever pieces because resurrection is big magic. And so it's going to require like components. And then you'll just suffer the consequences of resurrection. And there's a whole list of them in the book. Basically, you roll and you get whatever consequence kind of comes up. Do you ever come back? More powerful than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah, but if so, you're probably in my control. Probably not under your oh. own control, yeah. Oh, no. Like, there's there's bad 
bad options. Oh God. Okay. Um, and there's okay options and there are a few options that are like, Oh, Hey, everything's completely fine. I am really, really excited to test these to on die. TJ. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so right, TJ, we're going to kill you and bring you back to life and see what happens. <laughs> yep. Follow-up question. Yeah. Is it made any easier by still having the body? Because I like the oh. visual of them having to truck <laughs> my corpse <laughs> around in a backpack. I, you know, I don't oh know. My God. In, the in a of... backpack? How many pieces <laughs> did you die in? I don't, we God. have yet to find so out. Did they just like Jesus. break you up like Deadpool and put you in a backpack yeah. and just various backpacks? You know, just, yeah, wheelbarrows. I just well, assume it's like a slurry that they made like in uh, the Simpsons I'm just Halloween. In, uh, I'm in a number of <laughs> Ziploc bags. So if things go really badly, though, and you do not come back from the resurrection or you maybe become evil or possessed, that's something we'll have to kind of figure out in the moment. But really the ramifications of death are, um, and I, I think all of you have played in a game of mine before, except maybe TJ, but there's always a timer going. So if you guys have to stop to go off on a week-long thing to get something to resurrect one of your buddies, whoever is the antagonist is still going through with their plan. So things will happen while you're gone. Like the world won't pause. So that'll kind of be the ramification on the group. Its fingers get longer and it stabs into your foot. And you realize that this thing can't be more than seven or eight inches high. It must've been up on something high when it was looking at you before. And then it pulls its hand out of your foot and hiss at you. I'm going to hold the gun up, like not pointed at it, but like hand up and then gun pointed at the sky. Whoa, hey, you're a cool looking little dude. I, I mean, you no harm. As you say that, you see two more sets of eyes appear in the dark room. Little puddles of this shadow are dripping off of this figure, and they're kind of popping up into these little doll shapes and running away. They have these little yellow eyes. You can see them running deeper into the theater. And with everyone that comes off, you can see more and more of the person underneath. The shadows start to disperse entirely into a pool around this person. And the figure looks up, and it's me. And I'm breathing heavy, and I am panic, and I say, TJ, you have to help me. And the shadows reach up, grab me, and pull me back into the darkness. So, Jake, you lunge forward to grab hold of the hammer as it's being pulled away, and you realize that as you're in the air, it's starting to move away faster and faster. You're just able to get your hand through the loop and grab hold of the handle, but it's pulling you. And, Tass, you see Jake's feet vanish into the darkness, and then nothing. Jake, you find yourself in the darkness. I often do. feel like you may have been... <laughs> pulled down a set of stairs but it's so dark that that you can't see anything at the moment uh is my mag light no longer functional it's with you in the panic you accidentally pushed the button i want to push the button again turn it back on so you kick on the light and you see these couches and old bookshelves and lockers lining the room do i see the stairs you do. Once you pan about 180 degrees, you see a set of very old stairs leading up. Are they still intact, or does it seem like I like smashed them on my way down? They're pretty beat up, but they're not unusable. Uh, I want to call back up the stairs to Tass. Okay, so yeah, in the darkness, you hear Jake. Hey! Are you okay? Yeah. Where are you? Uh, I'm in the basement, I think. There's uh like couches and bookshelves and lockers. Seems like a pretty dope hangout spot. 
oh, that's weird. Maybe like a green room. And I'm kind of looking around for what I assume are a, a drop off or stairs or something. For a minute, you think you see where the stairs are because there's a light coming through them and then it goes away. Oh, hey, put put that back. Put that up here. And as you're kind of talking him down, Jake, you hear some sloshing sounds from around the room. Oh, no. Okay, so once he's like, yeah, once he's got a handle of the stairs, uh, I want to shine the light in the direction of the sloshing noise. Uh, something is down here. Roll read a bad situation. This is the worst situation. Not really, but. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Nine. All right, you get hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You feel like the sloshing sound is coming from one of the lockers, and you can see as you shine the flashlight towards it, that shadowy kind of goo almost running out of the vents in the locker, like a constant stream. Oh, God. Uh, and he's down here with me now? Mm-hmm. I'm shining my light on that, and I'm like, do we do something about this right now? I don't know what to do about it besides shoot at it. We need to find TJ Yeah, first. we need to find TJ. Um, can I lean something against that, that door of the locker? Like to try and stop it from opening? Sure. One of the bookshelves or something? Just something that like I can just tilt? Mm-hmm. Something heavy or something you can move easily? Um, well, is there anything... Does it have like one of the like handles, mm-hmm. like a latch? So like something I could wedge something underneath it. Are we literally watching this stuff like leak out of that? Mm-hmm. If I see him starting to look for something to push up against it, uh, I'm going to say, I don't know that that much matters if that stuff can just goo out and form into those things. I don't think pinning it shut's going to do much. Well, at least this way it has to come out as tiny little things. I guess. I just, I think we need to find Tej, man. All right. Fair. Let's go you start to hear more of that slashing sound around you oh yeah let's go upstairs okay uh roll act under pressure both of you 11 um i'm going to use a move called bottle it up and what that means is if i want i can take up to plus three bonus when i act under pressure Mm -hmm. and um for each one that i use you get to hold one and use that as a negative one on one of my rolls later. Oh, I and never get to have points. I know. So you get a point, but it cannot be used mm. on act under pressure against oh. me. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to use just a plus one uh-huh. so that I have a 10. <laughs> Good call. So I get a one to later put something bad. So yeah, with a 10, <laughs> you both are able to Laurel and Hardy style <laughs> run up the stairs, jockeying oh. for position. <laughs> and where are you headed once you get to the top of the stairs? Can I try again desperately to look for a damn light switch? Have I already shot that wad last episode? How does that work? Uh, yeah, roll investigate mystery. Oh, God. Here we go. Back into the darkness we go. I know. Oh, oh boys. Nice. I find every light switch in the theater. Uh, oh, I have to. Yeah, yeah you got to tell me like what <laughs> you got. Uh, I I got a 12. Great. So you get a hold two. Hold two. What's being concealed here in the way of lights? There's a switch right by the door you came in. <laughs> Thought there might be. I mean, it's safety protocol, really. Um, You don't have to use the other hold now. Uh, Yeah, okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to hang on to my second hold and I'm going to go turn that switch. All right. T- turn, that, I'm going to turn that switch. That second hold you'll be able to use, uh, since you were investigating kind of the mystery of how the electrics in this building worked, You'll be able to save that hold to you specifically in other places if you need to find out maybe where the power is or how to turn something on. 
um, things kind of related to the layout of the electrics in this old building. Groovy. So yeah, you flip the lights on and you get some light in this entry hallway. You can see that there is the door that you guys just came through. That room is still dark, but you can see that further down the hall behind you are two doors. Um, would that be just the way we're facing it towards like the road is that way? Like, toward the front door? Yeah. You think that it would be towards the center of the theater. Okay. Because it's, lo- it's a pretty long hallway. I you see. think that this might go all the way. This might run the gamut of the building. Okay. We're going to head that way. Okay. What does gamut mean? It means um, a Cajun thief that can charge up items, make them explode. Is this a reference? Gambit. Yeah. Oh, okay. That joke was a gambit. <laughs> it was. It's Gam- a lot of shoe leather to get yeah, there. Yeah, it was. TJ, you are suspended upside down from the grid in this rope. And this little thing is just kind of watching you swing back and forth. What do you want to try to do? I want to try and get myself out of this rope trap that I've put myself in. Why don't you try to act under pressure? You're pretty high in the air. Mm -hmm. There is this little imp below you. Sure. Tracking your movement. Tracking my movement, you say. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, that actually might not be too bad uh eight you'll either not be able to get out it's just you have reverse houdini'd yourself into this you'll be able to get out but you're gonna fall and you think it's gonna hurt or you'll be able to get out but it's gonna land you right in front of this imp um so i'm just gonna go ahead and get out but know that i'll be right there in front of that thing so you're able to give a couple quick tugs and You better not cut that shit. (laughs) I need that in the final cut. And get yourself loose. You fall to the ground. uh, You land on both feet. And that little imp is just right there. And it, you can see, is leaning back as if it's getting ready to lunge forward towards you. I'm going to use my panic button to get the heck out of there. All right. So explain to us what panic button is. Uh, Panic button allows me to escape. Uh, basically any situation as long as I roll correctly. So when you need to escape, name the route you'll try and roll a 10 or roll a sharp. On a 10 plus, you're out of danger, no problem. On a 7 and 9, you can go or stay. But if you go, it's going to cost you. Either I leave something behind or something comes with me. And on a miss, I'm caught halfway out. All right, roll it. Come on. Hi, Roland. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Come on, snake eyes. Uh, that would be an eight. So with an eight, you see clearly that you can run back out into the lobby and out the front door, but you hear that creature in the grid, and as you're trying to make this decision of to run or to stay, you can see that it is making its way towards that door, and if you go that way, you think it's going to go with you. It's going to chase you. I got to chance it. Great. So you start sprinting towards that door, and you hear that creature drop down behind you and start running after you. How far are you going to go? You going into the lobby? You going to try to go out the front door? I'm going to go out the front door. Great. So you hit that front door, you push it open, and you hear the creature stop as you make your way back across the street to the car. I assume you dukes of hazard slide over the hood. Uh, Yeah. Should I roll for that? Act under pressure, yeah. yeah. What did you get? I got a four. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, so as you sprint across, you're like, I'm going to duke the hazard over this thing. And you get hit by a car because you didn't look both ways. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And you ragdoll into the air for one point of damage. 
What an easy experience point that was. Did you just, you leveled up, didn't you? Uh, It was worth it because I just leveled up. Oh, (laughs) all right. So let's talk about this because leveling up in this game happens in the moment. Okay. So I have to fill out as I either roll low rolls or if a move tells me to do it based on some action that I take Mm -hmm. with that move, I fill out this grid of boxes And there are five of them. And if I get all five, then I level up, which then allows me to select some kind of improvement to my character, whether it's one of my stats or whether it's adding a new move. Great. And everybody has a specific list attached to their playbook. So not everyone has the same options of what to pick. One character may get to take three more powers throughout the course of their leveling up, where another character may only have two power options, but they get, you know, a couple of luck points back, which we'll talk about those if they ever come up. So what are you going to take? I'm going to go ahead and get a new mundane move, and that is called Oops. Excellent. So tell us what Oops does. If you want to stumble across something important, tell the Keeper. You will find something important and useful, although not necessarily related to your immediate problem. Great. And there is no role for that. There is no role. I just say Oops, and I find something. Literally every time it's your turn. Oops, and just at the end of it, we come outside and you are just laden with random garbage. <laughs> just like bandoliers of like, not even like what? bullets or anything. It's, what are those? You're like, I don't know, I don't know. but they're probably going to be useful. It's going to be like blow dart guns. I found <laughs> 30 pieces of a puzzle that was 30 pieces. And look, it makes a map for where we need to go on the last adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so outside, TJ's getting froggered, racking up points. Inside, you guys are approaching two doors. Are they, is it like literally a set of double doors or is it two separate? Two separate doors. They're about eight feet apart, but on the same wall. I think I'm just going to go for the closest one. All right. It is unlocked. I'm going to open it. Okay. Inside you see darkness. I'm going to feel along the inside of the wall for a switch. Roll or use a oh, point. Oh, I'm going to use my hold. Excellent. So you can tell kind of by the few shadows that you see back here, that this must be the backstage. You can see some rigging. You see that the main power grid is over by the rope pulley system. I'm going to go to it. Yeah. And flip it. Yep. Lights kick on. You see the curtain that is closed between you and what you assume is the stage. You see light coming from underneath that as well. You think you've activated the lights backstage and the lights inside of the theater. But you can clearly see now that you are backstage. There's some platforms, there are some fire curtains, there are some sandbags. Should we yell for him? Or will that bring their attention? I mean, we have to find him somehow. You just kicked on all the house lights. I think we probably got their attention. Yeah, that's fair. TJ! Silence. And then skittering. Oh, Oh, no, no. That's not ideal. Does it just, at a glance, look like there's anything back here? Roll read a bad situation. Nine. You get a hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You think that from the front of the theater, you hear something galloping in your direction. Do you hear that? I do now. Do uh, any of the ropes that are right here seem like they lead to anything heavy <laughs> above like the curtain area? Roll investigate a mystery. Nine. All right, you get a hold one. What is being concealed here in terms of something heavy that's roped? up above yeah you can see that these pulley systems are holding old pieces of backdrop 
old wood construction backdrops. Do you have anything sharp? I don't. What do you have in mind? I like gesture from the rope up to the thing that it's holding up. We could drop some shit on it. I pull out my pistol. All right. How are you doing this? Which one are you going to shoot? Which one are you going to try to drop? You know how a pulley system works. Different ropes hold different layers from the theater front to back. Right. Which one are you going to try to do and when? Well, that depends on, you know, where I think this thing is coming from. Roll read a bad situation. You hear this thing running. It's been running unreasonably long. It should be here by now. (laughs) It sounds winded. (sighs) Five. You think that it is going to come straight through the middle. And if you shoot the eighth one, it should drop the house on it. I'm going to go to that one then. Okay. So as you approach that one, you see that it's actually really thick rope. You're not sure that you can shoot through the whole rope in one shot just because of how thick it is. Um, But you can, because it is an old style, you can just untie the rope. Oh, yeah. If it's the just the old school, I'm just going to yeah essentially pull the knot and, and release it. Great. So you do that, Jake. Roll. Oh, no. Action under pressure. Tremendous. Oh, no. Six. Oh, oh no. Experience. We see <laughs> Tass unravel this rope, and Jake's like, go, let it go. You're going to crush him. He's going to come right there. And this house <laughs> falls on Jake. And his feet are sticking out from underneath it like he's the I'm, Wicked Witch. I am just a pair of ruby slippers away. <laughs> you take two harm. You take one harm, though, because of your armor. This thing comes tearing around the corner straight at you. Do you want to try to fire at it, or do you want to try to get out of the way? I want to get out of the way. All right. If it's really tearing at me, that's what I want to do. It is. Act under pressure. Well, it's a five. (sighs) Well, we had a good run, everybody. It's been a good run. It's been a good run. This thing sprints at you, and you can see in this moment before it collides with you that its eyes dart to your hands and dart to the ground. And it doesn't hit you. It passes by. But as it passes by, it takes your phone from your hand and picks the mag light up and carries them off with it. And then the building goes dark. Oh, no. I'm going to feel my way towards where I think Jake is. I want to lift a house off of me, please. Uh, This would be a time to use one of your powers. Oh, no. Is it that? Oh, shit. So we haven't got to use um, one of these yet. This is a why are you weird? Yeah. So how are you? Weird we took option? this optional rules adjustment where instead of everybody just having use magic as a move, there was a list of other plus weird moves that you could take. Uh, and so I swapped out because just use magic didn't feel like it made quite as much sense for me. And instead, I took a move called no limits, which is when you need to push your physical body past its limits, roll plus weird. On a 10 or more, your body obeys your will to the limits of physical possibility. On a 7 to 9, you do it but choose a consequence. On a 6 or less, something goes horribly wrong. Uh, and it gives examples of what is and is not physically possible. So like lifting an SUV or jumping over a truck or punching through a brick wall, those are all possible. Lifting a skyscraper or flying or punching a blast of energy at a foe are not. And weird is just not my strong suit. So this is not going to go great. Eight. That went better than I expected. All right. And what does your power say? Uh, I choose one consequence, suffer one harm, take minus one forward, 
or I need to rest right now. How long do I have to rest? It's probably going to be a couple minutes. I'll take minus one forward. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that gamble. Yeah, so you grunt and strain and push and you... And I poop real big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you also yeah. get the house off of you and push it to the side. And I, I just roll over and I look at him and I'm like, did you see that? I just lifted up a house. I, I cannot describe to you how happy I am. You're not pissed off at me right now in this moment. And he says, I wish I'd seen it, but it's pitch black in here, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he saw it. Okay. Thank you. There's a little bit, of, little bit of light from the, you know, up in the, you know, from the, yeah. Yeah. Just from where light comes from. You know. From <laughs> Jake's phone that it didn't get. Yay. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, I want to stand back up and grab my hammer and, yeah, I guess my phone. That was probably in my pocket since I was using a flashlight. So, pull out my shitty iPhone flashlight. Yeah, I'm sorry, Apple. And... Please don't yank your sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> that sickened head shake. Oh, it's because I know there's the more... so many. I can't. I can't cut around any of this. Now they all have to stay. The more tired you get of this bit, the funnier it becomes to me. <laughs> Where did it go? Yeah, I mean, this may not pan out, but I saw the thing. Mm. Obviously, yeah. Did it? I mean, it had that same quality as the as the little dudes. Is that yes, uh, safe to say? Mm-hmm. So I guess what I would have in my head is to like try to get him to bring his phone over and see if it left some kind of trail or something. If like any of that goo is left behind, or if you know, even the way that sometimes if you're just your like feet are damp or something, and you almost leave that kind of condensation mm-hmm. type of just Gross. something like that. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not going to give you more ammunition, so I'm just going to take that fail. Out of five, a six. It was, in fact, a six. TJ is visibly, physically pained by how many rolls we have failed. Yep. So you see that as you're trying to look around to see where this thing went, that you think you actually see it moving around the outskirts of the light cast by Jake's phone. And it is dim. It's It doesn't go quite as far as the mag light. And you almost feel like the creature tests how close it can get before it feels the intensity of the light and kind of marks that and runs away again into the darkness. Oh, ooh, don't like that. And was that the, sort of the way it ran, like t- sort of deeper into the theater or like the way that we came from? That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it, it ran past you the direction you came but then when you see it kind of circling you it's back towards the middle of the theater kind of by the curtain that separates the front stage and the backstage oof let's backpedal here and i kind of want to go uh move back towards where i turn the light on and just try to just try it a few times you get to the switch and you hold up the light so that you can try to get the lights inside back on and you realize that there is a slash going across some of the wires and that it's still in the on position but the power is not coming through it lovely neat wonderful so tj you have picked yourself back up off the ground dusted yourself off Yes. I've heard that you get knocked down, but you do get back up again. It's true. I get knocked down, but I get up again. They're never going to take me No, down. don't. Please. Okay. No. Who's that knocking at the door? Oh, it's <laughs> the people who are going to write our new opening theme. Chumbawamba. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take a joke you don't like and own it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You son of a bitch. So what are you doing? Sorry. Did the car that annihilated him just go oh yeah it's wow we're in, a, we're in a bad neighborhood yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I am going to go to the car. Okay. And I am going to, oops, see if I can't find something that I can use. So you go over to his car to try to get inside, and you remember seeing some grenades and various bullets, and it's locked. You try to pull it a couple times, and you fall backwards as your hand slips from the door handle of the car. Your hand wraps around something when you hit the pavement. You stand back up and you look in your hand, and there's a ticket stub from a play that they had done here a couple of years ago before they closed. Uh, What's the play? It's for Macbeth. Macbeth? Mm Mm-hmm. By Shakespeare? <laughs> no, by... Greg. Greg. <laughs> Luganus. Oh, man. Uh, it's his adaptation. It's about the heights that a man will go to to win Olympic gold. It's actually called Macbeth. <laughs> Is there anything, any other information on this ticket? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a date and a time and a seat number. Well, what are the dates, the time and the seat number? Uh, G4, 730, March 9th. 2011. Interesting. Uh, So I'm just going to go ahead and pocket this. And I'm going to sit on the hood of Eric's car, and I am going to think about what it is that I saw inside that there lobby, especially with what happened with you. All right. Roll it. (laughs) Four. So you sit down on the hood of Tass's car, and the alarm starts to go off. (laughs) Inside the theater... You make this realization, Tass, that the lights have been gashed, and you hear your car alarm going off. Oh, son of a bitch, and uh, I'm sorry, heading towards the way we came in. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, I'm going. Okay. You know that there were some things this way, so read a bad situation. Oh, (laughs) no. Hold on. Read a bad situation. Uh, It was a grand total of a four, everybody. A four. I am going to melt those down later. Six and under. We've done this a couple times, but I want to give this little disclaimer. Misread the situation or give away tactical information. So as you start to make your way towards this door and you're trying to kind of get a sense of, oh, is it dangerous here? What's coming down the hallway? You're having a hard time seeing and you say, God, it makes me so frustrated that this is the only light we have left. And then you realize what you've said as Jake kind of... American dads <laughs> in the background. I was picturing the Stewie. <laughs> Slow head tilt. Yeah, that's even better, actually. The important thing is it's a Seth MacFarlane reference. Yeah. Oh, Thank you, Seth MacFarlane, for sponsoring the show. <laughs> Wait, who's that at the door? It's Seth MacFarlane's lawyers. Himself. Oh, we've been given like, oh, just a number of cease and desists. I guess they're just delivering them for all of the other yeah, organizations. Yeah, they are. This one guy, he's like, I'm not making 17 trips. I'll just wait till the episode's over and take all of the ones they've wrecked up. So then I say, oh shit, what am I saying? Go, go, go. <laughs> and book it. All right, so you both are going to try to run down this dark hallway towards the direction that you know danger lies and out the door. When you put it like that, it sounds like an even better idea. Right? Act under pressure, both of you. Yay. Uh, Act under pressure, so that is nine. Great. Twelve. So, Jake, you make it out, no problem. You sprint down the hallway, you make a sharp turn, bust out the door, Tash, you're right behind him, and you realize you might be going a little too fast. Either you're not going to make the turn sharp enough to get out the door, or you'll be able to grab on to the side and kind of swing yourself out, but you feel like you might dislocate your shoulder doing so, or you can break fast enough to turn, but it's going to use both hands and you're going to drop the phone with the flashlight on it. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. These three option things are a lot of fun. Yeah, I, th- I thought you liked that. So am I looking at, am I feeling like if I hit that wall, it's just, it's going to hurt? Is that the... It's the wall that you know the next room over is filled with those creatures. Okay. But you're going to be past the door and right by the door that leads into the darkness and then down the stairs. I'm going to drop the phone. So you drop this phone. You see it hit the ground and bounce into the darkness room as you put out both hands and catch yourself on the door and fling yourself outside, pulling the door shut behind you. And you're both outside. I got some good news and bad news. I'm probably just panting heavily from sprinting that. <laughs> I just put up one finger. <sighs> what? The good news is I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah, we both are. We don't have light, and I'm just going to stalk past him towards my car. <laughs> I had my whole music library on that. You guys walk out towards the street, and you hear, <laughs> and you see TJ sitting on the roof of your car, meditating. I'm going to... Get out my key fob and <laughs> turn off that alarm yeah, first. It- Where the hell did you go? I saw Revington. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I saw Revington. Where? He's the creature. He's the monster that we're here to get. I got taken because, like, I don't know. I must have been a little loud or something, whatever. I ended up inside the theater, and he was kneeling, like, with all this goop kind of fallen off like like inky like shadowy black yes yes did you guys see it or something Uh, yeah kind of yeah he's underneath all of that he he is it it's it's almost like he was like venom or something like that oh god but not like the the crappy movie that's going to be coming out shortly Ooh, the one movie that tj won't haunt us for if he dies and misses (laughs) that's right did you guys find anything out wherever you guys went uh, it seems like it has a vendetta against light. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, it very specifically targeted all of our light sources instead of hurting us. Well, what do we do? Do you got any flashbangs? Shit, that would be cool. Do you have any flashbangs? I don't. Yeah. Do you have any more flashlights? I don't. Um, I got an idea. Let's just run this car into the theater and, and turn, turn on the lights brights. on. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. It's horrible and I love it. Yeah, but all that helps us with is the entryway. I can't drive the car around the place. Well, then we need to somehow sneak it or somehow lure it into where we're at, I guess. I don't know. Into where I've wrecked my car through the <laughs> through the front doors? Sure. Maybe. Nope, never mind. Bad idea. Stop looking at me. I take it back. I don't have an idea anymore. What about the light that's on the uh, the front of the building or like the street lights that are in the front of the building? Could they be see if we open the doors, could they be seen through the through the door? Very minimally. Okay. There's a big marquee. I want to take a quick moment and use my newest power from leveling up. And I want to try to heal myself Great. because I took medic. Alright, so what's that do? Uh You have a full first aid kit and the training to heal people. When you do first aid, roll cool. On a 10 plus, the patient is stabilized and healed of two harm. On a 7 to 9, choose one, heal two harm, or stabilize the injury. On a miss, you cause an extra one harm. Oh yeah, baby. That's a 10. All right. Heal thyself. I'm trying to decide. Others too? Yeah. Oh, neat. How you guys feeling? I forgot how I hurt myself. How did I get injured? Oh, I got hit by a car. 
Yeah, <laughs> you did. You yeah. surely did. I'm feeling a little like my hip hurts. I can try. I'm new at this, so I I mean, I could literally hurt you more. It's Ooh, up to you. Uh, I think I'll be okay. Maybe I'll just wait till, you know, something else. Jakey Pie, how are you feeling? Nearly unstable. I also have a healing ability, and I don't know exactly how this works on me, because I have lay on hands. Your touch can heal injury and disease. When you lay your hands on someone hurt, roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, heal two harm or an illness, plus they're stabilized. On a 7 to 9, you can heal the harm or illness as on a 10 plus, but you take it onto yourself. On a miss, your aura causes them extra harm. But a 7 to 9 would do nothing, because I would just be taking my own harm. Or taking it again. You'd be doubling. It's not a. It's not an extra harm thing. Uh, None of that sounds to me like you can use it on yourself. Is my concern. Every element of that says they or them, because there's no ramification. Then yeah, for a seven to nine, but he could heal you. It's your call. I got a plus two. It's your call. How much worse can you make me? Go for plus one damage. So unstable and dying, mechanically speaking. To be fair, this creature could also do the same thing to you. I mean, that's as soon as it hits me, I'm going to be unstable. But at I... least with this particular power, there is a chance that you could not be harmed anymore. All right, go for it. You sure? No, but do it. Okay. Do it, Oof. Yeah, you get plus two. What'd you or, roll? Uh, eight. Healed two. Cool. What's nice the What's the bad there. thing on an eight? Uh, it, it, I just have to pick whether it's plus to heal or stabilize. It's way better than your godly one. Yeah. yeah. Just to read it again, you have a full first aid kit and the training to heal people when you do first aid roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, the patient is stabilized and healed of two harm. On a seven to nine, choose one. Heal two harm or stabilize the injury. On a miss, you can cause, or you do cause one extra harm. So you guys need to be healing each other. Yep. Because even yours says the patient. Oh... Are we bothering to retcon that right now? Yeah, because, I mean, they both say the same thing. So if it's one way for him, it's got to be the same way for you, I think. Fair. You, if you try to heal me but don't get something, you get I hurt, right? Yeah, if I don't get a full success, then I get some hurt. So oh. on a full success, I just heal you. On a mixed success, I heal you, but I take the damage upon myself. Okay, so that I just healed you. That's not really worth it, frankly. Uh, I mean, there's... I don't know. I hate for either of us to go in damaged. Yeah, but, but mine's not bad, and you're definitely going to be your your melee man. So I think I don't. I just don't think it's worth chancing it and just undoing what okay. I just did. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Then I think it's time for me to use my move. Deal with the agency. All right. So tell us what what does that do? I can't because I don't have my cell phone. <laughs> Oh, God <laughs> damn it. Is this an old enough part of town that there's still a payphone around? I don't think that exists no, anymore. Uh, you guys need right. a cell phone? Oh. I've got mine. Like, it's like, oh, uh, maybe, give me that. Uh, 13% battery. Three, but, I mean, actually. You see you left the flashlight on in your pocket the whole time. Uh, oh, give that to me quick, 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 Turn quick, off quick. the flashlight real quick. Ah, damn. Here, go. And I'm going to make my call. All right. Uh, that would be a seven. All right. And who's your immediate supervisor? Margaret. We've already met Margaret. We have. Okay. So Margaret answers. IPT. Hey, it's Tass. Um, wow, we have really got a serious situation here. Oh, is everything going all right? Uh, it ain't great. Um, there is definitely a thing here. It is some kind of inky 
shadowy figure. What we found first were these imps. There were three of them, these small, like, you know, not even a foot tall, uh, made out of this inky, shadowy goo. And then they merged together. They got bigger uh, and attacked us. Um, like they like merged into one? Yeah, yeah. They got like into a bigger version of it when we hit it 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 would break them back down into smaller ones and then eventually they would turn into these puddles but even the puddles were like sentient like they were moving like they were trying to reconnect with something and that's what we saw first we followed those uh, into this basement and there was this like concentrated almost a waterfall of this stuff coming out of a locker and it was it was getting bigger and bigger and and pouring out and I, i didn't see this one my one of my buddies here that came with me he saw a big one, but it wasn't just that stuff. It was covering somebody. It was like it was attached to them, and and he could hear them calling for help to get them out of it, and and it dragged them away. Did he see the person? Did he heard their their specific voice? Yeah, it, and that's what's messed up. It's somebody we know. Oh, but but you did see them. It wasn't just he saw him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that okay. And what what color were the eyes on these creatures? A uh, yellow. Yellow. And, not and gray, but yellow. Yellow. And they don't like light. They actually, that's half of why I'm calling it, it stole and destroyed our flashlights, our phones. Oh, well, that makes sense. They're very tactically minded, actually. It's very intelligent. That's, well, that's a soul bat. A soul bat. Yes. Um, so whenever you have a superstition that people believe in to the point where they maybe get upset about it if it gets broken, like, oh, seeing a bride on their wedding day or walking under a ladder, you know, things that people actually adamantly believe. They're superstitions that hold power for people. Well, a lot of times that power is negative. They feel angry or upset when they see someone break it. And I mean, as you know, negative energy, it's a force in the world. And soul bats, from the plane that they come from, they're able to take that negative energy surrounding that superstition and attach it to the item that it's connected to. So say a wedding dress or a ladder, one that people have walked under a bunch or the wedding dress of a bride where the groom saw her before the wedding and they're able to take the negative energy from around and coalesce it into a portal on that physical item and they cross into our plane and they're linked to that item unless they can get a hold of a host a person and they latch onto that person and they bond with it and once they're bonded with it they're here for good and they don't need that item anymore so somewhere there is a thing that this soul bat is connected to it's using as an anchor to keep it in our reality unless of course it bonds with your friend but i mean if you saw his face if you heard his voice then there's still time it hasn't bonded yet your window is probably getting pretty tight okay so we find the object we destroy that or we lose my friend right okay uh so if if light actually hurts it that's what we need we have uh do we have anything left at the shop if you had something that you could figure out to do there i would recommend it i think by the time you get back across town and there your window might be closed oh that's not great oh before i go i meant to ask is this theater one that we were really looking at purchasing yeah we were thinking about purchasing it oh well then that that's not too bad then because it also destroyed a whole bunch of the uh, uh lighting i'll talk to you later wait, wait, what? click so what'd you find out we need to hit it with light and it's got rev and if we wait too long it's going to bond with him and that's bad what is it it's a soul bat never heard of it oh, i used to catch those all the time in mount moon i think you're thinking of a zoo bat oh shit yeah you're right oh he Z- waited like 10 minutes for that joke too i saw it dawn i did 
Oh. And you gave me nothing. It's made up of negativity, essentially. And it is latching on to Rev somehow, and it's trying to bond with him to stay in this world. He's not bonded yet, or else TJ apparently wouldn't have been able to actually see Rev. So we've got some time, but not very much. We have to figure out how to get light in here. I've been thinking about something uh, while you guys have been talking about this. And I think I'm going to go ahead and use one of my powers, the how are you weird power. And in this case, the how am I weird is called weird science. And what it allows me to do is when I want to create or adapt a device to analyze or deal with a strange phenomenon, I say what it will do and roll plus weird. And I want to turn your headlights and possibly the battery of your car into an awesome lighting power suit of armor for Jake. (laughs) I'm talking both headlights on the shoulders and then like, I don't know, the internal lights of the car just kind of like spread out all over him. Like maybe he's got one on the top of his forehead. (laughs) The dome light is a third eye. Yeah, basically. And you know what? I'm not even going to roll this. I'm just going to use one of my luck because I want this to happen. (laughs) Oh, nice. All right. So let's talk about that for just a second. Luck is something that all the hunters have. They have, uh, how many luck do you guys have? We have seven seven luck. They have seven luck. You know, lucky number seven. Oh, well, fair. You can spend a point of luck to decrease a wound you have suffered to zero harm you can use a point of luck to instantly change the results of a rule into a 12 and when you have no luck left bad things start happening to you all the time uh can i convince you to roll it and then only spend the luck and then spend the luck if you have failed that is a good point okay it didn't happen, so okay. I'm using Spin the, the luck. luck. Good right. choice. All right, so what is the 12 result? On a 10 or more, you pick one requirement. Uh, there's a couple of requirements. Okay. Um, it needs a rare and or weird material. It won't be very reliable. It requires huge amounts of power or fuel. It will take a long time to get it working. It won't work exactly as you intended. Or you'll need help beyond the hunters on your team to finish it. I feel like it should take a long time to get it working only because I don't want it to use the entire battery of the car. But I also don't want us to be spending hours out here. With that out loud, Tass may tell you that time is of the essence when it comes to this thing bonding. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure if you were. You weren't eavesdropping on his phone call because you're a good guy. Okay. Gosh. Uh, it won't work exactly as I intended it to. So you start to cobble headlights, taillights, dome lights, the vanity light by the mirror, the lights that show him the gas gauge, the lights that show him that the car needs checked or the oil needs filled, the lights inside of the glove compartment, the trunk lights, the lights inside of the radio, even the push-in lighter. What about my ground effects? (laughs) (laughs) So you guys... Step out in the road as he is just creating a cloud of arms and legs and dust, (laughs) almost like a cartoon, as he takes apart your car piece by piece, getting all the vital pieces that he needs. And while he's doing that, I lean over to Jake and say, how in the hell is he doing this faster than I would have driven to grab a goddamn flashlight? This is how he's weird. There is much we don't know about TJ. I love it. And you create this armored suit with lights all over it. It activates by pushing the panic button on the keys. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it doesn't quite function as you expected because Jake can't fit into it. It's just a little too small. I can't believe you've taken this from me. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forgive you for this. Oh, oh gosh. God, Who could good. fit in it? Possibly. Either of you could fit in it. But Jake, he's a beefy boy. Let's think about this. If light's really going to hurt it, if we're attacking it without that on, it's going to hurt us. But if we have it on, it might not be able to. But we need to keep him safe, too. I'm going to make this your call. I think if I wear it, I'll be able to kill it faster, but it might go after him because he doesn't have it on. We should put it. We should. We should put it on him. Okay. Okay. You'll be the safest in the armor, and you know it. It won't stop trying to shut the lights down, and that'll give us plenty of time. And it'll have to expose itself to the light to break it down. So as long as we are quick enough, I think we can get it before it dismantles the lights. I think so too. Yeah. All right. You. You need it, bub. I need it. You need it. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and put it on. And I'm going to hand him my 38. Who, me? Yeah. Neat. Do you have some exposed fingers to be able to use this gun? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah I didn't want us to like just be like, oh, my fingers are lights now, but I can't use a weapon. No. Come on. Exposed. Come on. Come on. No armor on hand. <laughs> just making notes. <laughs> uh, the old seven finger tige they called them after that adventure <laughs> seven <laughs> jeez i lost three fingers it's Dang gonna it. shame you oh my god spoiler alert so what's the plan i think the battle plan is we get inside uh like through the main doors and into the lobby and tass and i kind of set up on either side of the doors from the lobby to the theater and tj stands just on like the lobby side of that doorway and then we activate the lights and so if the thing decides to come try and destroy the light source then we kind of get the drop on it maybe as it comes through the theater doors assuming that it's in the theater and coming that way and if it doesn't then we go hunting one way or another like maybe we turn him back off and wait until we hear it coming and then activate it or maybe we just use him as a beacon and try and corner it and melt it with light beams i don't know uh, I'm going to get into the lockbox that's under the back seat, longwise, okay. and pull out a big ass rifle. And start sort of assembling it. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, so I've got like a hunting rifle. It is a sniper rifle. Oh, so you're talking long range. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So where are you going to get then? Well, I'm just going to have that in reserve. Oh, okay. And I've still got my shoddy. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's do this. And then I play the little button that also I attach the radio and it starts playing. You see that the lights are pulsing with the music. I I love this so much. I just imagine this, if this were like a movie, you press the button and we hear it coming out of the speakers and then it just becomes the movie sound. Like it is yes, just all encompassing as we walk and we just get just Semi'd. epic movied <laughs> just by this thing. <laughs> all right. So you guys make it into the theater. Uh, do you stop the music before you go into the theater or is that just to get you going or are you just. No, that's just to get me going. Okay. Okay. So you guys get into the lobby. You're both getting on either sides of the double door that leads into the theater. 
Yes. TJ, you are between the two doors, Mm -hmm. the outside door and the theater door. You guys hear from inside the theater scuttling and scratching in the darkness. What do you want to do? Um, I want to like whisper, like, should we like pound on the doors first to get them riled up? Yeah. If you do, do it to the beat of the music. Don't turn the music on yet. Oh. Okay. So I want to, I want to get like, we each get a hand on one of the door handles so that we can pull them open. Mm. And I want to just give it three big, like, dun, dun, dun on the door and wait and see how that sound changes. So you pound on the door, and after a couple moments of silence, you hear, like, (laughs) under the door, like something's kind of almost sniffing at the base of the door, and you hear a little bit of galloping again. Does it sound like something just sniffed and then ran away from the door? Yes. I'm going to motion, like, do it again, and then I'm going to point at TJ with my hands up in a like a three three fingers motion and do kind of a quick like countdown. Um, I give him the thumbs up to understand that he is trying to convey to me that he wants me to turn on the lights on the count of three. And then I'm going to do the same to Jake is that same motion, the three, two, one, and then make an open the door gesture. Okay, yeah, got it. All right. So three more dun, dun, dun on the door. And you hear galloping towards the door. And as it's getting closer... Mm-hmm. I start counting down. Okay. Which one are you trying to do to time this right? Are you trying to listen closely and pull at the right second? That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. So act under pressure. Okay. Both of us or just him? Both of you. Ten. Seven. Excellent. You actually got a nine. Oh. There's that one hold. There it is. All right. So that was act under pressure. So I'm going to give you guys a conjoined choice. Conjoin? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm going to give that you guys sense. a connected option. You're trying to do this in sync. You both got the same result on this act under pressure. Your options are to pull the door too early and give this thing a straight shot at TJ before he pushes the button to only be able to get one of the doors open, thus opening up one of you to being in the path. Or you can realize the timing mistake that you have both made and wrench these doors open earlier than you anticipated to make it time right, but it's going to take both hands, so you're going to have to drop your weapons. I'm leaning towards getting one door open. It'll still come through. I'm I'm willing to take that hit, I think. To I'm, get it through and have you arm. Yeah, I I just I'm leaning towards the third, I think, because we'll definitely time it right so that it's getting slammed with the thing we know it hates, and I think that would give us enough time to at least go for our weapons. So you think we might get like a we might stun it long enough? Sure. Teej? Do you have thoughts? I'm going to kill this thing with light, whether you guys like it or not. All right, I say we go with the third one. All right. (laughs) You guys realize at the last second that this thing's a little quieter than you expected, and it's way closer than you thought, and you're going to have to wrench these doors open super fast. So you both drop your weapons on the ground, and you lean back and fling these doors open. TJ, roll act under pressure. Two. You, it's your big moment, baby. Hello. Additional luck point. That ain't bad. How about a nine? There you go. With a nine for your act under pressure, Mm -hmm. you can get out of the way but not activate it fast enough. This thing is coming at you much faster than you anticipated. Or you can get the lights on but not until it's already on you. Or you can get them on and one side shorts out. Number two. Yeah, boy. I'm going to take it on me. I'm going to take it on me. Hell yeah. Take on me. 
So this thing comes bursting through the doors. You guys lean back. TJ pushes the button right as this thing collides with him. Lights and music start to blare. And as you're laughing, holding your hands out, pushing this button, you get a very clear glimpse of your exposed flesh on your hands. And you see this thing gnashing at you and biting as the center of it starting to burn away. And some of the inky goo off of its arm goes onto your fingers and inside the suit. What do you guys want to do? I don't imagine that I noticed that. No. So I want to pick up my hammer and I want to smash the goo monster. I'm going to pick up my shotgun and try to roll into a shot. So act under pressure to get your weapons. 11. No problem. You roll. You pick up that shotgun. I got an experience point. Oh. Oh, no. You lunge forward, assuming that your hand is going to land true and grab this hammer, and you're just going to turn this whole motion into a strike at this thing. And you don't grab it, and you just pinwheel forward, planting your face in its back. And you feel like it's starting to grip onto your head and your face. Tass, roll to kick some ass. I imagine me like doing a sweet forward roll and like coming up and going to throw it. My hand's just empty and I look and it's still behind me. Ha! Ooh. Seven. Seven. <laughs> How much harm do you do? Three. So you fire at this thing and you see some of the goo just splatter off of it. You get up close to do this and it's the first time you've really been this close to it in combat. And you see these spikes jut out from it and stab you for two harm. Oof. I get to plug that down a little bit, but... And you can actually see that when this happens, those thinner tendrils, after they pull out from you, they're withering a little bit in the light before they retract into the body. Okay. I'll just yell and keep hitting it with that light. Okay. So TJ, as he's yelling this, you get this strange sensation that something is in the suit just wiggling around on you. God, I've got to get out of the suit, but I'm going to keep it on, obviously, so I just... Tear myself out of the suit. Okay. You don't think I didn't have a way out of this suit? Of course I do. I'm making weird signs. <laughs> <laughs> Roll act under pressure. Come on, baby. Uh, I'm oh, just going to go ahead and no. use another luck point. Oh, wow. Right. Burning through them. So he's using another luck point to change his snake eyes into boxcars. So you push the third button on the keys and the back drops out and the airbag that you have built into the chest of this thing <laughs> oh my God. ejects you backwards out of the suit and the suit still stands, lights blaring from it and the back of it closes up. Jake, yep. you feel like you're starting to suffocate. Roll act under pressure to try to get away from this thing. Can I try to help out to rip him out of this when I see him just pl- face planted there? Yes. Come on, baby. Oh, yeah. I certainly do with an 11. Uh, that's a plus one, so it gets me to a 10. Excellent. So you put your hands and your feet up and you pull backwards And it's like Jim Carrey taking off the mask. (laughs) Like you just rip your face free and fall backwards. And this thing is still slashing at the suit. TJ, you have recovered from the ground. What do you want to do? Pull out my nunchucks and I'm going to beat the hell out of you. So you're going to run up and use your nunchuckus on this thing. Yes. Okay. Roll to kick some ass. Yeah. All the while, by the way, Thunder has been playing on a loop. Uh, That'll be a seven. So you are going to exchange harm with this thing. You run up and swing at it with your nunchucks. How much damage do they do? Uh, Two harm, hand area. 
area. Nice. And you take three harm. You can tell that the more damaged it gets, the more freely it uses what surface area it has remaining to try to fend off people attacking it. Previously, you saw a little section come off the hand and go into the suit. You saw spikes come out of the side. You actually see almost like a full head come off the shoulder and bite down on TJ's nunchuck arm. How are you doing, TJ? I am not well. I am actually... That just occurred to me. (laughs) So, um, what happens when my harm goes past, like, the line on on the sheet here? Uh, It's like one past the line into where it says dying. Oh, the unstable is that is that what happens when you get there I'm, I'm yeah not like sure. once you take Actually. four was it four damage yeah on the fourth one you are unstable and dying oh okay i don't know what that means like th- i mean i understand what Why dying you, is but are I mean, you unstable like uh so what that means is that i just give you more damage randomly because you're bleeding out essentially oh, are well, you at that point yeah okay tess as you pull jake away from the creature you see tj run up and strike it with his nunchucks A large head emerges from the creature's shoulder and clamps down on TJ. You see him wrench free and stagger back a few steps before collapsing to the ground, the shirt on his chest slowly turning to a deep scarlet red. and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! I need to talk to you! Then she swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen, wait a second! It strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking, and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.